0: Now broadcasting live it via so Ustream loud. or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdumboard.com presents the Bagdum Cast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with you <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm glad i didn't get
0: wow, slapped. I'm glad to your mom is uh,
1: uh, You said your know. parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, I really should I punch sense.
0: him? It doesn't <laughs> like, work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh.
1: We're now said,
0: I don't know. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bagged and Board. It's episode number 181. I'm Chris.
1: I'm John. I'm Paul. And We're I feel like weekly... I should have counted louder because suddenly we went, you know, talking like this to... We're a weekly podcast has brought to you I was, by... NPR. I
0: leaned in though.
1: Yeah, that's true. You didn't lean in.
0: I do appreciate that. Um... We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week.
0: Next is the list of the books that we are looking forward to coming out August 7th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we are discussing Doctor Who. It's our Doctor Who retrospective. We just found out who our 12th Doctor is. So we're just going to ruminate over some of our favorite Doctor Who moments, episodes, maybe what we're looking forward to
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the new Doctor. Yes. Yeah,
1: and what kind of doctors we? Eh, man, regeneration, man. It's a it's a crazy time. It is a crazy time. But other than that news, what are we bringing you? Some brews. That's right. We always drink on this podcast because that's what three male friends do together. They drink and talk about Doctor Who
0: and have tickle fights.
1: Yeah, that's true. We- no wiener shows though, Paul. We found that out years ago. Oh. You don't do that. Okay. Well, that's an epic story for later. <laughs> But what is an (laughs) epic beer for now is (laughs) Epic beer for now? it's, It's called Compass. It sounds like it could be epic. It sounds like it's a full of adventure. Yeah. It's a bottle conditioned sparkling ale brewed with rose hips and citrusy hops. The journey is the destination. Uh this is a from our one of our favorite breweries here in western New York, some it's from Southern Tier Brewery, and it's bottled in Lakewood, New York. So Just, what do you guys think? It's an imperial. It's an imperial. It's like nine percent. Um, it's it's got it, you don't taste that alcohol, but it's got a nice kind of floral flavor to it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of that flavor goes away pretty quickly on the palate. Yeah, it's bottle conditioned, so I'm wondering if maybe if we stored it longer. I don't know. Yeah, it's nine percent alcohol alcohol by volume. It uses Pils- Pilsner malt, torrified wheat, roast hips, kettle hop, uh, is a continental. And then, uh, the hop back is Willamette. And the dry hops is again, Conti- uh, centen- centennial. Uh, centennial, not continental.
0: Sorry. It's, it's not bad. I, I don't need to have it again, ever. It's a decent summer beer. It's very light. I would take it does this. Have a, like, Hop bitter on that back end. Like, that's where everything comes from. Like, I don't get the rose. Yeah. I would take this over any Pilsner.
1: Yeah, well, it just uses Pilsner malts. I'm but, just saying, yeah, you know, yeah, that lighter summer beer. Uh huh. If I had a choice between, a like, any, any Pilsner and this, I probably would take this. It's not horrible. Yeah. It just doesn't stand out. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's just not great. Bottle condition, though, so I, I feel like I should age it. Then let's Come age.
0: Back. Let's age one. We, yep. There's tons of yeah, Wegmans. Yeah, you can find this pretty readily available in a Western New York supermarket. So hey, why not? Yep. And uh, Southern Tier is also pretty statewide
1: distribution. Mm-hmm. So statewide. Okay, I don't have no, any. Cu- yeah. Oh, countrywide. countrywide. It's on your side. It's on your side. What else is on our side? The news for
0: the week. Thank goodness Chris has a notepad. I have a notepad because I wrote stuff down for the news. Because there's a couple things I like that were are happening. Oh, cool. like the new Muppets teaser trailer.
1: What? I didn't see no teaser trailer.
0: Well, there's a teaser trailer for uh, Muppets Most Wanted. It's the Muppets sequel that's coming out May 2014.
1: Does it have my favorite trailer song of all time in it? Like the first Muppets trailer did?
0: I, what's that song? I
1: don't remember. da 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 Don't know.
0: Is that, the, is that supposed to be the A-Team?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the A-Team kind of thing, but not really. <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't have either one of those oh. songs. Oh. Huh. Uh, but you get to see a little bit of Ricky Gervais. There's some Tina Fey in it. I don't like it's a, Ricky Gervais. It's okay. I, I like him. I think he's a funny guy. Yeah, I, like I, love, him. I love Tina Fey.
1: Yeah, Tina Fey's good.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: So is it? So
0: Jason Segel not coming back? Nope. No. no Amy Adams, no Jason Siegel. They've is moved it, on. They've moved on. This one looks like it's all over the place. When I, I say that, I mean it's like it—it it, literally all over. It looks crazy. Like they're in Russia. They're,
1: so the it looks Muppet, almost
0: like they're in a concentration camp at some yeah. point.
1: <laughs> so the Muppets are the story through line, unlike Jason Siegel was the story through line last time. We don't know. Because if Ricky Gervais is the story through line, I might be out.
0: Regardless, I will see it. You know, it's gonna be fun. John was
1: looking at me very inquisitive. Like, I don't know I don't know where your dislike of Ricky Gervais comes from. No, because if I was, you know, one of his friends, I would just be made fun of all the time. I, I feel bad for the one guy that they idiot abroad. Like that guy that they send everywhere, and like the Ricky Gervais show, which is just the podcast that they animate and they just make fun of the one guy. Yeah. I feel like I would be that guy being made fun of. I think you like, should watch some of his com- his two comedy specials because I think you would really dig those. Oh, Okay, maybe because he makes. I mean, he makes fun of himself as much as he makes fun of anyone else. Yeah, uh, that might be good to see because I've you know He's I've a never, funny guy. I haven't seen him be self deprecating. I, oh, I, uh, deprecating when uh, in um extras when uh, um David uh, David Bowie sings. Pathetic little fat man. <laughs> and has, writes a whole th- song about how pathetic and how much he looks like a pug. It does look like a pug. And he wrote the lyrics to that okay. song. So <laughs> he's he's very self deprecating, especially his shows. He always makes his character kinda the butt of jokes yeah. and the loser.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's worth looking into. Yeah. What else is worth looking into, Chris? You're carrying oh, John, do you have
0: anything else? I don't have any news. Okay, I didn't know if you had anything, because I don't want to jump all over everything that you might have had. Um, Trying to think what you used to throw it back over to me, Paul. What did you say? Because uh, I was it. trying to segue what it. Else? What else?
1: <laughs> There's no segue. <laughs> There's no segue. Just, it's <laughs> broken. The segue is broken. Okay, well... It's revolutionize
0: traffic. According to some talk from the Boston Comic Con from Dan DiDio, what? the comic books for Villains Month at DC is going to be doing... In October or is it September. I can't remember it doesn't what matter. Nobody cares. No. <laughs> when the month Pe- is. No, people are going to care because all the books coming out that month were going to have special 3D covers. It was almost <laughs> like a lenticular motion thing. Uh huh. Um, it was a little bit more intensive of a printing process than DC had hoped for or wanted, or maybe this was manufactured this way, uh-huh. but there's going to be a shortage of all those books. Um, DC has said that they can probably only fulfill about 60% of those orders, max. Most stores can figure to get maybe 40% of what they've ordered because the process that went into actually making those covers was a little bit more intensive than they thought, and they had to submit their print runs so early that they hadn't actually received all the orders yet because of how the final order cutoff dates works with comic book shops. So they have said they are going to work on just getting regular base covers out as well. Mm-hmm. but you probably won't see those right away. So I think we're going to see kind of like a speculator's market on those 3D covers that come out as part of Villains Month.
1: Hmm. You know, I was planning on skipping DC's Villains Month because I already did it once. I'm
0: good. Faces of Evil. There's, there's some stuff coming out that I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm not buying a lot of things. I'm buying the four Green Lantern books, the four Batman ones. And that's about it for that entire month.
1: Yeah, I think I'm only buying basically the ones that I already pick up. I'm not, I think I dropped one that I was going to get and I picked up the um Justice League one because I wanted the Black Adam issue because I love Black Adam. So, yeah, I am I think I'm only getting 3
0: three or four books. So, but I'm using that as actually a jumping off point for a lot of the books that I've been reading uh-huh. and enjoy but I'm not excited for anymore because hey, the following month i don't need to continue to read it because yeah. i'm why it's, not?
1: it's breaking the cycle for me it, it, i yeah.
0: totally agree that's why i'm like yep
1: jumping off point it is a good thing
0: well also some good things is we got some more news from brian singer about x-men first class days of future past yeah yes at the montreal fantasia fest he had a panel that showed off some footage and some question and answer stuff uh, apparently he's not happy with what happened to Cyclops in x three
1: of course not nobody <laughs> is
0: nobody is um and they're gonna be using days of future Past as kind of a reset button, so Makes some stuff sense. might be changed coming out of this because it involves time travel,
1: yeah, did you guys know that Wolverine uh the Wolverine I'm sorry ties directly into days of future pass at the end at the end yeah, yes, I
0: We're did not spoil it. I haven't seen it
1: that, uh it all it all ties in apparently. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I heard that. I'll see it I, eventually. I read what happened in it because I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get around to seeing more r- spoilers, the Wolverine. Spoilers. Bone claws. Bone claws. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that about the bone claws. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because his in the movie. Uh, I don't want spoilers, Paul. You don't want spoilers. No, I don't. You're gonna, okay. I'll see it eventually. Okay. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. I stopped.
0: Stop. I'm glad you stopped, because I, I do want to see it, I just don't have to see it. Oh, okay. And now that I know it's kind of factoring into Days of Future Past, I want to see it a little bit more.
1: It's doing well for itself. $97 million so far.
0: Yeah. Uh, what I think is really interesting is with Days of Future Past, uh, Hugh Jackman is going to be the actor that has portrayed the same character the most in any kind of comic book film franchise.
1: Yeah, because what, it's going to be... That it'll be his sixth movie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there was X-Men, X2, X3, Wolverine. Right,
1: the Wolverine. The Wolverine.
0: Days of Future Past. He was also in X-Men First Class. Oh, so see, uh, seven. seven Seven.
1: See, I could give the six. I didn't give you the, the that, cameo.
0: That counts. Yeah, I forgot about that cameo. Uh,
1: he I, was Wolverine in it. He was on... uh was it David Letterman or one of the late night talk shows Hugh Jackman and he's like man I would really want to play Wolverine in a in an Avengers like crossover movie I just he really loves playing Wolverine I think that's kind of one of the reasons why it was important for in the Wolverine to do the we're taking away your powers here to kind of like no no see in the story it totally makes sense now that he looks a little older yeah, from the first time you see him, even though his healing factor should keep him young all the time, makes sense for that nerd. Like, or I think you can classes. just be like, this uh, it's of it's an actor playing a guy for ten years. Like, shut up. Yeah, it's more than ten years. <laughs> yeah, it know? is. Yeah, because yeah. what it was 90, 99? 99? Yeah, or ninety eight. I think it was ninety. Blade
0: was ninety. I think Blade was ninety eight or ninety eight. X-Men was after that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then
1: two years later was yeah, Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man. So 2000, that came out in 2001. Yeah. yeah. So, so 99. 99 or 2000
0: for X-Men. Yeah. Uh, also something else I'm looking forward to is the first official Disney comic book that's going to be coming out. It's going to be an original graphic novel. It's uh, based off of Space Mountain, the ride from Disney World and Disneyland.
1: Oh, Scary Mountain.
0: Scary. Paul Paul did not like Space Mountain.
1: You didn't either. Well, it's because I was worried
0: about my hands getting chopped off off by scaffolding somewhere because I can't see because it's all in the dark.
1: and Also, you're too tall to ride the ride. I rode that when I was five years old going
0: on six, sitting on my mother's lap, and I love that ride. Oh, I, I like the ride. It's just, I don't like that. Can I put my hands up or not? I'm not going to. Oh, I wouldn't put my hands up. Well, you're probably okay. I mean, you're of average height for a man. Even still. Not average. I'm afraid. Paul's more average height I, than...
1: I'm 5'11". Yeah. Where are you? I'm 5'8". Okay.
0: That's why you like me so much. Emasculating. <laughs> um, but it's going to be written by... Average Brian height for a woman.
1: <laughs> They're shorter than me, damn it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's uh, written by Brian Q. Miller, who wrote Batgirl. Hey. Really enjoyed. And our work by Kelly Jones, who helped kick off Sandman over at Vertigo. Uh, it's gonna be the story of two cadets that go to Magellan Space Academy who win kind of quote unquote golden tickets to be part of an expedition into 24 hours in the future and how everything goes wrong. So it kind of reminds me of almost a Fantastic Four kind of idea.
1: Kind of, I guess. Cause it's
0: gonna be like a space-like with time Something travel. Something
1: horribly going wrong, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be an original graphic novel and, uh, I think it'll be neat. It'll be out sometime next year, probably around March. Interesting. It's got, it seems like it's got a good team working on it.
1: I look forward to reading it after you buy it. We can make that happen, that's all. Uh, we can uh, trade in policy. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, the new direct-to-DVD... You don't
0: have any news, Paul.
1: <laughs> the direct-to-DVD <laughs> from DC came out, the flesh, Justice League flesh Flashpoint I Paradox. Heard,
0: I heard good things about it, like
1: yeah. online. I do want to watch them. There's now 17 of these darn things, and I feel like I've only seen five. Uh I wouldn't and say I think I've only enjoyed two. I've enjoyed a couple I've, of I've them. I've enjoyed the majority of them, I'd say. I really liked the one that had all the like the little vignettes. The one with um okay. the Gotham Knights one? No. The uh no, the, with, Shazam. Uh, the Shazam one where they had all those oh. little ones. The, um, that was like the where they because they were doing all the vignettes in front of all the directed D V D ones and then they bundled then they decided to stop that and, and then they, they bundled, bundled them all, them all together, together and resold it to you again. Well, I hadn't seen any. Yeah. I think they were all basically. No, those were all
0: brand new. Yeah, they were those all were brand new. Before anything oh, okay. Because
1: yeah. so I know they were doing some of them beforehand. And I like those ones. Uh, I've seen some of the Superman ones. That Superman Elite was pretty good. I've seen almost all seen. of them. A the lot of them are on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Superman, or uh, Batman Doom. Yeah. Which is the uh, the. uh, Babylon. Yeah. Uh, Chris is on Tours. The, uh,. Apocalypse, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, All Star um, Superman, All Star Superman, uh, of course, New Frontier. DC.
0: We did the Green Lantern one for. Uh, First I, I bought that. So did I see? Chris. I I, only, I like that. I've watched it a few times. Yeah. You see the okay the Batman? Did you see Under the Red Hood? I have not seen Under,
1: Under the Red, Red Hood. Hood. Was good. That was
0: really good actually. Um, Goth. There was the Gotham Knights nice one. I've seen was Gotham Knights. Like yeah, so that's seven. There's year one.
1: I haven't seen your one. Your one was your actually one really was good two. too. It's
0: more of a Gordon story. I heard it's
1: two. Isn't that a two-parter? No, that's uh, Dark Knight
0: Strikes Back, oh, yeah. which I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that either.
1: So I've only seen seven of the seven.
0: The Doom one was really good.
1: Yeah, but some of those feel like just a longer, like Justice League Unlimited yes. cartoon, like the but on You, two Earths, you like... don't get you don't get that anymore, and yeah. they use those same voice actors because a lot yeah. of times they are the voice that you want to hear for those. Except for Nathan Fillion, is usually Green Lantern now for whatever reason. And a lot of st- yeah, and uh, some of those yeah, which I like.
0: <laughs> it works.
1: Anyways, we're done with news because Chris said I couldn't talk anymore.
0: But you still did news. I did. You, you said you didn't have any news, Paul. I, I called know. you out on it. Yeah. Did you say your news? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Flashpoint. Flesh oh. Which I've heard is probably the most mature, as in. Like, Goary. the violence and gore of any of them so far. Because they kind of have that playing field where it's like, no, it's an alternate universe. We can Shit kill can get everybody. crazy.
1: Because why not just kill everybody in an alternate universe? Because it don't matter. I, I'd like to see this one, actually.
0: Eh. It'd be centered around the Flash, Paul. Come on. Uh,
1: Barry Allen Is it Ro- Is it Rosenbaum? It's Barry Allen Flash. No, not it's, West. West.
0: no it's not. It's someone else doing the list. He,
1: yeah like... Rosenbaum did Michael Rosenbaum. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking Ian for a second. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm weird. It's uh, a weird name to go to.
0: <laughs> but, Maybe you're thinking about Mike and, Michael know, Ian Black.
1: But he only plays, uh, Wally West, so I would hope he isn't also Barry
0: Allen. That would just be really weird. Well, I, I hope it's time for another beer. Me too. What is this next beer, John? This next beer comes to us from, uh, New Belden Brewing out of Colorado, and its, there. it's not from, from New Belgium. No, no? Or Colorado New Belgium. Like well, we're in New York.
1: Well, New York City used to be New Amsterdam.
0: Why well, changed it? I can't say. I
1: can't say. People just like it better that way. Uh, no, this is New Belgium Brewing. It's the, the name of the, the brewery. Wow. Oh, they're, they're, they're from, from Colorado. Colorado. I see. Uh, and this is their, their Lips Faith series. they uh, it's a Belgian triple. It's brewed with, um, fiola and hibiscus. Ooh. Uh, 9%. Um, wow, this is 9%. This is 99%. It's supposed to be more of a Belgian triple, but it tastes like a like sour. Yeah. And like when I first took that sip, it really was surprising because I wasn't expecting a sour. Like a sour, you kind of need to know what you're going in into. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're just like, this is horrible. It, it's, it's kind of grabbing yeah. like a handful of solstice and thinking we're grabbing a handful of M&Ms. And and you are like, why are my m and chewy? What went wrong with Oh, right. It's it's um this it says you can uh basically for a year you can uh age this up to two thousand fourteen March two thousand fourteen. It kind of has like um like a white wine taste in the beginning and then then you kinda of get that malt right at the end.
0: The further into oh. it you get it Better it gets too. Yeah, better. like at that first sip, like it did catch you off guard too. Yeah, I like this is it's like sour. But now my mouth kind of built up, like a coating of it, because it just leave you kind of in the mouth almost. Mm-hmm. It has a full mouth feeling into it. But but now I'm into it a little bit more. I've built a resistance, and then I'm starting to enjoy it taste buds
1: uh, are released every seven days and so I'm pretty sure whenever we meet the taste beers, that that's when my taste buds are <laughs> place. Because this <laughs> is one of the beers where you taste and you're like, this is horrible. Why would I, would I, I, I ever like this? like this? And then by the second system, I'm like, you hey, know what? This, this is, is really good. good. I'm pretty sure it's biology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That could, could be. be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the premise that you actually buy into. Other than things that I <laughs> like, right? So I sweat. segue and you're like, no. No, no, Paul. Or, blah, 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 uh, and you're like, uh, like oh, let's biology. Biology. B- B- biology. you go, go. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't, I don't have it in me to argue with you. And, what was it? I, g- I give you 9% of everything you say, I take oh, it fact factual. In I don't know, you just give me that whopper. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs> um, some <laughs> days. It's definitely sipping here. Hmm. Yeah, But but now that I'm into it a little more, I'm seeing it a little bit faster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It does not feel like 9%, though. No, really goes down amazingly smooth. Boy, boy, all, all of these were 9%. Man. Big day.
1: Big boy day. Much like a big boy week in comic books. Guys, what are you pink this week? Come on, uh, I've been really enjoying Jeff and run on Green Arrow. Uh-huh. And uh he's our uh, artist is this time, I think the whole time it's been in uh, Andre Santino. And he, he has been doing it. He has John, been doing it. John, Chris has told so many other times. Um, I've been really, digging it. Yeah. Last issue um, was our introduction to Count Vertigo. Um there's been some twists happening. And what with, with Count Vertigo? Oh. Not, not with Count Vertigo, but who Count Vertigo has had uh, in, in print. Who is it? It is uh Spoilers. his father's former mistress, who is the mother of the little little girl. So that little girl that's running around with kimono mm-hmm. is his half-sister. Oh, well, she's a badass. <laughs> right? Uh, it, it's, I've, I've been really digging it, um, it, it, just, just how they're using, uh, his backup characters who are, both, each of them are sh- trying to one-up each other on yeah. cool arrows that they are creating, the look, look of the book, just, uh, just everything, the, the action that's going on, I, I've really been digging it. I've, I've stayed on board. I I know <laughs> the premise of getting into the magical totems of the weapons. This is, this issue is actually my drop, dropping off point. This is, wow. uh, This is the first time I'm not gonna be picking up Green Arrow, uh, since the, to take over from Jeff Mirror. Because, when I, like, introduced to Countdown Virgo, I was like, oh, this is, it, it just wasn't, I love the one-up upmanship from, from the two, but it, it just wasn't having fun with, the book. Then,
0: I, I haven't read any Green Arrows since, maybe, like, second or third issue where or... they set them aside for you yeah that happens with a lot of books i don't <laughs> yeah I don't, like, I don't get a chance to read them like, i i, I, I easily could down and read them but i'm just like oh like those star wars the ones that you gave me no. they're just sitting on my table though day. Like, i just I haven't gotten onto it but those hawkeye it's just like oh, i can't wait to reason because
1: i don't, I don't completely know we caught it up there's only one lobo Huntsman. Available, and I stack, and right now it's Hawkeye, and it's no longer Green Arrow.
0: It's crazy you can see how you kind of jump all over the place like that.
1: Um, I, I actually enjoy reading both because they're yeah. complete opposite
0: stories that are going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go Hawkeye, because it's just
0: such a fun book.
1: My wallet asked me to pick between the two, and sometimes I just had to listen mm-hmm.
0: to my wallet. Johnny you, you don't have to pick between two because I my Hawkeye by Green Arrow. No, I bought Hawkeye. Hawkeye.
1: But I don't want to I actually feel like buying it, too, because sometimes, like, no offense to you, Chris, but you forget to pull those books aside for me, and then it goes a whole month. months. Yeah. I
0: forget just about just asking. to tell, tell me. So I was like, I was you just... Write just... up a list and put it on <laughs> the fridge like, John wants us to read this, this, and this. And I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll put right so, on to that. Uh, Red Hood, Hawkeye.
1: I feel like I enjoy the book so much. I enjoy, I feel like buying one own copy of Hawkeye, too, just so they know that I support them. <laughs> We're <laughs> wrapped all the time. I actually found a link that has like Hawkeyes a- on Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found a, uh, a t-shirt that has, has like, Hawkeye okay, uh, yeah. bro t-shirt and uh, the one um, bullseye that Hawkeye wears is in the, in the comic. Com. Oh, nice. It's going to buy those. Chris. Yes,
0: I'm Chris. Hey, what are we looking for, Chris. I'm actually looking forward to a Marvel Yeah, yeah it's Is crazy. It, I got Is it Mystique?
1: No, uh, no.
0: No, I'm looking at it. I mean, am looking forward to it. My birthday, Katowski. Can you it? <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to Superior Spider-Man and number 15. Um, Superior Spider-Man? I never, never thought I'd be buying Spider-Man Man book again. After the totems? Man, well, the, the totems, totems was okay are... with the totems? It's like, it was okay. The other? What was that? It was the other, you know, that's when I saw oh,
1: um, I don't even know what that is, but I know people don't yeah,
0: like it. I think they didn't do <laughs> it, it. Uh, number 15, written by Anslat, R by from Roberto We're getting a darker shade of justice from Ottawa, Wakabius, and the body of Peter Parker as Spider-Man. And we're gonna find out what it's like to be a villain during all these happenings. It's a story totaled from the, the viewpoint of, of how Goblin, uh, Phil Urek. So I'm kind of looking forward to is it. I it think like it's going to be a fun, like, two-part story. Wait,
1: Phil Yurk? Yes. Is, is that the son of the writer for Daily Bugle? Yes.
0: And, and he's a Hobgoblin? Yes, he's a Hobgoblin. This is New Reporter. Did not you know this? I I didn't read Spider-Man for, like, ten years ago. I don't know. I just oh, know he's Oh, man. He's a Hobgoblin. These right. are horrible at their jobs. Look at you, Lois Lane. Look at you. <laughs> No, she should, he was she, Spider-Man. She should, or Superman, forever. Uh, uh, I'm kind of interested to see Dan Slot back on this book, because I haven't read any of the Dan Slot, Spider-Man stuff, apparently people really liked it. I started reading Superior Spider-Man, out of the launch with Bendis on it. Huh? Um, but Slot was on it for a while, and people seemed to do it, so.
1: I, I like a I love She-Hulk.
0: Yeah. You yeah. loved you liked the that Eddie, too, so.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I've enjoyed lots. work.
0: What are you looking for? Is it a dance a book? No, I not. Oh, that would have been funny if it was.
1: It was a formerly written by Scott Cedar book, and it's a Swamp Thing. Number 23. And the art is, is being done by Kino and Avero Lopez. Uh, this is following Swamp Thing has been hot on the trail to this person messing with a green called the Cedar. And,
0: uh... Cedar he, as in C-E-A-D-A-R? No, no. cedar S-
1: as in I plant seeds. Oh, okay. As uh, in the ground. You said cedar. I didn't know yeah. if it was like, like
0: cedar tree or no, cedar, cedar or, like, like I sit down, down on
1: things. Oh, yeah. Or no, I no, seek no. people. It's, not, a, that's it's not, not tighter house rules.
0: It was a third thing.
1: Yeah, it
0: was a third was thing. Third and twists <laughs> <was in> terms turns.
1: <laughs> <She, laughs> who knew somebody <laughs> would mess with the green? So... He comes to this town where the distillery has been run down forever, and that was the only thing that actually made any money in this town. And the cedar plants this tree that actually grows whiskey. Ooh! Really whiskey, good whiskey tree! And some things like, this can't be good. And who else is on the case? But good old Constantine. Ooh! Uh, Constantine. And uh the only time I really enjoyed the vertical runs of Swamp Thing was when Constantine was there? Constantine wasn't it, and it was, was, was being written by... Alan Moore? No. Uh, after, uhm, works worked with, worked with Ja forever on, wrote, uh, The Losers. Andy Diggle. Andy Diggle. thank you. Andy Diggle. uh, really enjoyed that. I love their dynamic, because Swamp Thing is trying to figure out, like, what to do and what is right, and John Constantine's there to just kind of screw everybody over and just stop out. it. Yeah, at no cost. Or, figure out if there's an angle for him to do, get, get an upper hand in some way from the theater, or, you know, get some power. Uh, but, and this, the cliffhanger from last issue is like, hey, I was walking around town, hanging out, just trying to figure out, like, what was happening, and they kept out pouring me whiskey. And I drank that whiskey, so he's now possessed, and all the town people are going like Who was possessed? Whiskey. John Constantine. Ah. That's when he was doing his investigation. Of course he's drinking it. Of course he's going to drink it. Yeah. So there's that. Now, is he... Is Swamp Thing strictly the Swamp Thing now? Is no more Alec? Or... Yeah, he's still... He's no longer living as Alec Holland. And, and he doesn't, like, encompass himself with the Swamp Thing. He is just Swamp Thing. So it's not like... Green Force! Activate! Yeah. And then he turns in the swamp thing. He's he, just he, a, swamp he, thing now. He a swamp thing now.
0: Yeah. With he his is. mind. So he finally gave in to that.
1: Well, yeah, he died. he kind of had to.
0: I hear John oh, say oh, Green force. force activate every time he walks into the bathroom.
1: <laughs> it's a brown force. Oh. Guys, move on. Quickly. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got another bearder to talk I about. Wish, I wish we could go back in time and erase that ever happening. Nope. 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 <laughs> And now we bring you another beer from uh, the most famous Dogfish Head Brewing Company, and this is Chai Tea Ale brewed with black chai tea and juniper berries, and let me tell you this is now my favorite Dogfish head ale ever Yeah, it's definitely going to be up there. Smooth It is creamy on the mouth, but not a dark beer. It's a very light beer It has a lot of sediment in it which can be off-putting to some people. Great, uh, just really nice chai taste. Like, mm-hmm.
0: this is a great fall beer. It's a it's a chai tea in beer form. Nine mm-hmm. percent, like it's a nice big boy, and it's so light too. That's the thing.
1: I feel like it has a nice creamy mouthfeel to it, though. It, like it's not it it doesn't coat coat your tongue not like a milk stout, but I don't know for whatever reason it's.
0: It's got a nice mouthfeel. It does. Like, mm-hmm. compared to an actual chai tea, it has all the flavor, but it doesn't have just that...
1: Yeah, that milkiness to it. Yeah. But it's still... Man, it still coats my tongue in a way where... If you I added, like, a it. little bit of pumpkin to
0: this, it would be a perfect pumpkin beer.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It's got the right it's spice there. It's got the there. right spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's- it's really. I can't believe good. my wife
1: didn't like this.
0: She did. does. She like chai tea. I might walk out on her tonight. She loves chai tea. How, you it's can with us, Paul. <laughs> Paul, how, it's a chai tea, but I beer.
1: No, I think she looked at it got got offended that there was sediment throwing uh, that was in there, and then was just afraid. Ever since then, and just wouldn't. She she let a first impression ruin her. I guess it's. And this has probably been the first dogfish head we've had on since October last year when we did a pumpkin beer. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I I brought something. I can't remember what it was. It was just like a random bottle I grabbed. I... We haven't had that yet. It's in the basement. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, the vines one. That's Oh, we didn't do the rising vines. Yeah, we haven't had that yet. I thought we did. No. I just remember bringing it. You
1: brought? Yeah, you bought it and brought it. I I do enjoy their hop. I am trying to get you know because when I first started to. Uh, Dogfish Head, It's like that. Oh, it's, it is the micro brew of micro brews. Like, this is what you'll drink and love because you love craft beer. And when you're first getting into craft beer, that is a mistake. I, I appreciate everything they make. I don't always go out and buy it. I've seen this for years. I've never had it until now, but I appreciate that they, they make a, a beer brewed with chai tea and juniper berries. Like yeah, it's great that they do that. Not ever not everybody or any brewery does what they do. Well, they listened to the podcast. They heard I like, you know, they heard me not like most of their beers and then they decided to brew something that then, I would like. Then they time machined back 5 years uh-huh. ago and they started brewing yeah, this beer. Exactly. It's a it's a flashpoint paradox. It is <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 brewed a beer that is light and is like tea sweet and like tea <laughs> it's uh it is a delicious beer I I really enjoy it mm-hmm. and something that we mentioned earlier that I pulled this out before Paul mentioned how much he liked Dan Slott we have a dramatic reading from the thing number 8 oh, wow. page 11
0: panel 1
1: Oh, this is the one where they go play poker together. It's great. Boo. Ah!
0: <laughs> and that
1: was a dramatic reading from Dan Slate's thing. Slung. Slot. Slot.
0: This artwork is It's Damn. horrible. Number eight. Was this inked with a Sharpie? What? Yeah, it's real it's really run. bad. The cover's great. I
1: would be pissed if I bought that book thinking I was going to get the same kind of book.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, but they're all playing poker together. It's actually a real fun. This issue. It's a
0: fun idea, but like I, I did not read this issue, Paul. I'm just gonna pass it back to you because this is six, seven. I know. Years this since is I just this issue. I was just. This is how we do them. Someone just grabs the book, opens it up, and then like points to like the first panel that they see. Uh-huh. That's that was my first foray into this book, Paul. Panel one, right there. Yeah, and it just looks bad. Too.
1: It, it is very thick-lined, but not in a good way.
0: Yeah, it, no. it's not like that nice...
1: It's not... Yeah, Chris like, Omni, it's not a... Yeah. It's not, a, it's not going for the thick line. It just happens to be thick-lined. Like, the lines aren't getting in the way of the art. It's like somebody traced the actual art and then put the tracing in. I'm trying to figure out when it came out. And... It, it says usually... Wherever it has like the well, it's got an advertisement for Click coming out on June 23rd. I was still with Lisa when that when that
0: movie came I, out. I also liked the advertisement, like a couple pages from the beginning for Little Man starring the Wayans brothers. 2006. Jeez. I think Click was the last movie I saw at the drive-ins.
1: So with, seven. With seven RV, with RV. Oh man, Squirrel Girl's in this man. Well, not Superman Returns. The video game was coming out in this. Paul, book. enough reminiscing about this book. Let's Stargate Atlantis was coming out on DVD. Let's oh, reminisce. Sorry, no, just Stargate SG One. Let's reminisce about a show that you highly promoted to us. You've made us watch Wolverine one issue from X three one show out. a couple of times to get us to start watching it, and then when we did, we watched more than you did. And that show is Doctor Who. Ultraviolet. Not the uh, premium online service that you can get. No, the movie. Was coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. They did have Blu-rays back then. It's kind of funny. That's (laughs) crazy. Oh, man. I love living above the influence. (laughs) Yes, Doctor Who. A show where I I had to strong arm you guys into watching. It seemed. Uh, it's a show that is difficult to get into if you go back to the old old stuff because yes. there's no way you can go before the reboot of 2005 and expect anybody to want to watch it because it is so campy.
0: It, I'd say, painful.
1: Yeah, it's, painful it's campy and the effects are horrible. When
0: sorry, not to cut you off, John.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's it's. I mean, it had a lot going against it, but at the time that it was airing, it had a lot going for it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've kind of developed into just the mind frame when I hear campy, I think like Army of Darkness.
1: Or it it knows it, yeah.
0: exactly. It knows what it is. Like when you even look at Dead Alive or Brain Dead from mm-hmm. Peter Jackson, like it's, it's a movie that it knows what it is. It knows what it's doing. And it's more than okay with that. Mm-hmm. And it has fun with it. And I think the only thing I can say about those earlier Doctor Who's, because 'cause I've tried watching 'em. I'm is- sorry.
1: But we do have to ask this question.
0: When you tried to watch his earlier nineteen
1: sixties, seventies, Doctor Who's, were you a British child in England? <laughs> were you a were you a, were you a child a kid back in the
0: you know yes. when you went
1: to go see this? Okay. Because no, that's like, too, I, you know,
0: I went back after watching all the stuff that was available mm-hmm. because I was like, yeah, I should, you know, check out the Tom Baker stuff because they have them on Netflix. Yeah, so Tom Baker them. is like the yeah. most recognizable one behind David Tennant, Christopher Eccleston, Matt yeah. Smith.
1: The, the, the long, the guy with the really, really long, long scarf. scarf. Yeah, and it was just—I I watched those when I was definitely. little. Yeah, that's when I watched them too. The Tom Tom Baker was my first doctor uh, on, on PBS. Mm-hmm. And it's like just a case of... And then they I, would come on and try to sell you the mug, the TARDIS mug, and I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> I have a TARDIS mug. Do you have a TARDIS mug from PBS?
0: No, just from recent. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Chris. It's okay. It is a case of I can't get past the special effects and production values of it.
1: Yeah, because the sliding like doors are definitely cardboard. That if somebody is just pulling and they're not pulling it evenly, it's coming from the top and the bottom.
0: And that's just how, that's how I feel about yep. it. I, it, I watched it, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Of course I'm going to feel different than a child growing up during mm. that time or even saw it, you know, hey, I my my old man watched this with me when I was a kid. Now I'm gonna rewatch it and have that nostalgic feeling for it. Like John might have. Uh,
1: I no, I don't have that. Because I, <laughs> I I tried watching it again and and it I watched hearty. it with my sister and we we were we were laughing and most of it was like I'm pretty sure that alien is made out of bubble wrap. Yeah. And then you're you're like yep, and you can tell that it's not painted that great either because you can still see like the clear and the green paint. So, it's like the one where they're on the spaceship. Yeah, they don't on the space station. Yeah, I don't know why it's, uh, been abandoned. Yeah. And then. Everybody's she, been in cryo, and. Yeah. And then, um, Samantha, something Jones. Um, Martha. Martha. No, not Martha Jones. I don't know. So, it's okay. Uh, and he's the Why would Martha Jones be I, no, in no. the that fourth stuff? I don't Sarah. remember. Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane is separated from the group, yeah. And it's this, like, weird... Yeah, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty bad. Yeah. And then it's a giant bumblebee, also. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are hard to watch, but... Because it was made for kids back It was day. made for kids back in the 50s, 60s... 60s and 70s. And it's just... We were born after the 70s, too, so we watched them on reruns on PBS. Yeah. And that's how that's how you watched him yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. So I always thought Doctor Who was cool. Like I always, I love that thing. I used to wear scarves around yeah. because that's that cool guy on TV wore a scarf. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not. They're not that great looking back. And even going back, I just restarted watching the whole from Eccleston on. That,
0: even the effects
1: that, at the beginning. First one, oh, the plastic. Are, yeah, it's are pretty really bad. bad. I yeah.
0: and that—that's what turned me off from it at the beginning. There
1: That Me too. Because I tried. I when I saw Doctor Who was coming back, I tried to watch those, and I was like,
0: "This is kind of like pulling teeth, like watching this again." Yeah. It wasn't until I randomly caught an episode of the David Tennant stuff on mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Sci Fi Channel. I was like, "Oh, this is Doctor Who. This is fun. I like this." It's been fun forever, but that that's when I was able to go back then because it was on Netflix, so I added it to my queue, and I knew that it was gonna take me some time to sit there and watch what was available, so I kind of put it off for a while and I knew I would love it once I got mm-hmm. into it and you got me hooked with the um with uh blink?
1: Su- Susie yeah blink. Once you made me watch that, yep, I went yep. I, I went home and I just started watching them. And then before it was on a Netflix, I was renting the DVDs on Netflix. Before it was uh-huh. on the Instant Watch, I was getting the DVDs. Then when it would come back up on Netflix Instant Watch, I'd rewatch them again. Mm-hmm. And now this season, I have a girlfriend that has BBC America and I watched them oh, every, nice every week. Good to be you. Yeah, but she kind of sucks. That's how I. That's how I used to watch the new ones because my parents had, you know, BBC America, and that's what we would watch together. Because you know, 2005 or right after college, you're like it would be on the DVR, you know, because 2005 you had DVRs by then, like, right? It was awesome.
0: Watched also, Doctor we League. had Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I've now learned. No, that was a year later in 2006. Oh. And we had Ultraviolet on Blu-ray, but not on Ultraviolet. Not Violet. on Ultraviolet. <laughs> no, not yet. Can't convert that to a digital copy.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm updating it's okay, the post but for this site.
1: Yeah, the thing is, with I can't... 2005, we had this relaunch of the Doctor Who franchise. The longest-running science fiction television show. 50th anniversary happening this year. It's happening this year. And this is a story... Of a man who's the last, who's now in the, the new Chronicles of Doctor Who, is the last of his species. Because he had to kill them off. We're, 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 it's strongly hinted at through the series, like, what happened to him, what happened to the rest of them. Uh, there's a, this time lore war that happened between his people and this people of Aliens said are just helped. the Dar-Lex. Yeah, the Daleks that are.
0: Why do you on. guys say Daleks? It's Daleks. 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 You put an R in there. You both did it. It was yeah, weird. Well,
1: he said it, and I agree.
0: Who thought there was an R in it?
1: Have you? I've never had to spell it. Have you watched the show? They don't spell it out for me. I say everything on the Netflix. I say it every. I say everything wrong. There's no R in
0: the e e
1: either. There's no R in it at all. This is bizarre. Just caught me off guard. The Uh but he he ran away from the war. He escaped somehow uh, in his little blue box. That is. I don't, time- he, I don't think he ran away from the war. He was in the war, and yeah. he was the only one who could stop it, and he sealed it off. In, like, a time loop outside of their time or something like that. Right. That's, That's how oh, uh, I got it. He didn't run away from it. Well, he The person he, who ran away from it was the Master. He did hide. Also. They brought yeah. the Master back, and then he ended up leaving. He skedaddled. We don't need to spoil everything for people that haven't watched the show, John. I'm just saying. But he does say that he's been running away from things. That that is an integral it's, part to his story. It is. He
0: is heavily implied that he did he got out of there. He yeah. did not want any part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He he is running away from something.
1: We don't know what exactly. We know it's something to do with the time war, but we don't know what it is. And he runs away in this TARDIS that he stole or borrowed because he's always intended mm-hmm. to give it back.
0: And For, the, from a museum,
1: mm-hmm. the TARDIS is the time and relative.
0: Dimension Dimensions in space. Dimension in space machine, basically. This is what makes time travel possible.
1: Not the flux capacitor. it's
0: not a flux capacitor.
1: And it has a chameleon device, which Chameleons, lets
0: it... Chameleon circuit.
1: A chameleon circuit, I'm sorry. Chameleon circuit that lets it uh, totally blend in to the world around it at any time in space. So no matter what civilization to it, it will become a column, a Roman column, if it needs to. Uh, but unfortunately, this one is broken, and it's stuck to look like a police 1960s police box, and from the United Kingdom.
0: So it's, there's your police box for you. There is your police box. And It's also been talked about that he
1: could easily fix it, but, but has him. he? He well, did fix it back, like in like the fifth incarnation of him with the way with the with the with the crazy suit with the blonde okay. curly hair. Oh yeah. And then he'd appear places and he'd walk out of a cupboard like it would be real silly. Mm -hmm. and then he turned it back to the police box. Makes sense. Because, you know, it's iconic. Exactly, it's iconic. It it has become iconic. Especially now that they have the DW, so it Uh, looks like the police box.
0: mm -hmm. The branding for the Mm -hmm. logos.
1: And the thing is, you know, he's a traveler, he wants to see the universe, but he gets lonely and can't see it alone. And he's always been interested in the human race. Like, that is one of the things. And he takes upon... Traveling Companions And that's where and they we keep, are introduced Basically as a viewer And they keep them grounded too mm-hmm. And also gives us the viewer a insight to like yeah. this crazy world And we've been through Many a companion now yeah. and, and now we're on to our From 2005 our fourth doctor
0: Just announced
1: Just announced and that's why we're doing this Doctor Who
0: retrospective It all ties in
1: so, you know, if you've been a fan of Doctor Who and you're actually listening to this, you've been bored for the past five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> or you've been like, they're getting everything wrong. Let's... Yeah, pretty much.
0: Let's talk about just starting from the 2005 relaunch with Christopher Eccleston.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of go from there as the 10th Doctor.
1: Yes. Okay. You're going with 10th Doctor.
0: Yeah. Not nice. I... Well, this is where it gets kind of spotty because...
1: I feel like you were waiting for me to say that, Chris.
0: Okay. (laughs) Because I don't know. Because he's always been billed as the ninth doctor. But it's hinted in, I don't know, because I haven't seen any of the more recent episodes because I don't Mm -hmm. have a girlfriend with
1: (laughs) (laughs) BBC America. America. Chris and I have only seen what's available on Netflix.
0: And I tried streaming it off some website online, but the sound quality was terrible on it. And I had my volume all the way up, headphones on, could not hear. And I was like, I can't. I, I can't ever, watch it this way. I'm
1: thinking of buying a uh, VPN uh, service, so mm. that way I can spoof a, BBC, a British uh, IP address and then watch it off the BBC proper. Because yeah. I want to do that for hockey, anyways. So. <laughs> but <laughs> so. it's
0: like in one of the more recent episodes or specials, it's hinted that there was another regeneration of the Doctor.
1: Yeah, in between the Christopher Eccleston and the before the show started before Christopher Rockelson there was one other one
0: I cuz I want to know what's happening but I don't at the same yeah. time because I want to know are we on the final regeneration or not like well,
1: well, not, well, you don't need to be spoilers from now on Okay what well, if you well, if here, you have not watched everything that is on Netflix spoiler alert we're yeah. not going to spoil anything past Netflix John That's fine yeah, I, I, that's my little that that hurt you. I I would never dare to do that Okay yeah, I'm not going to give anything from what happened in this last season. Then
0: we can remain friends.
1: Or the past season, because this se- this past season was actually split into two parts. Yeah, yeah. The, which but, they they
0: always do the season. No,
1: no, they 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 haven't split into two parts until this season because of the budget constraints. Was they it? finally ran they it. did it
0: before too. No, okay.
1: Um, but I will say from from what I've looked at, it's the per- the the incarnation that happened before um Eccleson which was with mm-hmm. the really bad TV movie yes that's the tail end of that character's life is what's,
0: what's going to be, be in the be
1: 50th anniversary from what I I gathered off of that mm-hmm. and the other thing is when you say this is like the last this it, it can't exactly be the last incarnation of the, the doctor. The regeneration, because I I will give you my theory on this real quick because I I'm proud of this. Because when River Song gives up her regenerations to save him, we are, we don't know how many regenerations he now has. Well, and let's the episode let's kill Hitler. But here's the thing: when River Song dies, she dies without a regeneration. Well, she will never technically. Die because in silence in the library, she's uploaded into that computer because she yeah because she no longer has regenerations because she gave them away. Implicitly. Yeah, exactly. So right. that was her second regeneration. So we don't know how many because she regenerated when she was a little Garrett kid when she when she she was in the like nineteen forties or nineteen sixties. She came back. She was the the little girl. Yep. And then they she grew the up movie. and she grew up with Amy Pond. Yeah, but that and then, would make her too old to grow yeah. up with Amy Pond if she regen if that last regeneration. happened. she had to be in high school with. Yeah, Amy. I think she was stuck in, in that 1960s. in the suit. I
0: don't know. So it would have had to be back in she probably about the eighties.
1: Yeah, so she would have had to have at least one more generation in there. You would think. Or she ages backwards. Because she also mentions that. And <sighs> Let's Kill Hitler, she says, or in one of the episodes, she says that that's why you, I always look, every time you see me later, you'll, I'll look younger. Just to explain away the, you know, I'm an actress playing the yeah. char- same character for over five years. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It gets cra- it, You get bogged down yeah, in you this tiny, whimey this... weebly, wobbly. Yeah, which comes from. Don't blink. From comes from the episode Blink. No. But you know it, that's the kind of fun, kind of like it. It takes its rules semi-seriously, and I feel like that's what gets me into Doctor Who because they do set up some rules that are unbreakable. Like, he can't change the past. Fixed spot, spot so in time. He can cur and he can create a fixed spot in time. They kind of say these things, and you're like, I don't understand what that means, but it has weight to it. And it yep. means something. Like, Shadow Proclamation. <laughs> and you're like, man, I don't know what that is. But, but people break the Shadow
0: off. Proclamation like it's
1: nothing. All the time. And then they say, and then he finally we- comes up at, the, like, one of the very end of the ep- episodes in a season, and he's like, so what's the Shadow Proclamation? I think Donna asks him, and he's like, Oh, it's just a really fancy way of saying cops <laughs> <laughs> by the coppers, you know. It's like the police by order the shadow proclamation.
0: It's like an agreement. It's like a Geneva Convention yeah,
1: almost. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. But that's what I really enjoy about Doctor Who. It, it, it does set up this like real fanciful world where almost anything can happen, but still there are limits and rules to th- what anything is. Because... <laughs> But then the we're next episode, though, you totally negate those. Yeah. Well, because everything's been falling apart. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Doctor Who, what I love is those moments where everything's just falling apart.
0: Now. C- can I go get Steve's beer?
1: Yeah, go yeah, for go it. Ahead.
0: Okay. Thank you for another show, Steve, for this chocolate cherry beer that you brought us. So we're finally drinking that second bottle now. Still Delicious. So good. Very coffee, kinda nutty now. Yeah. Keeps it keeps changing on us. We should have we should
1: have drank both of those back in April, but hey, uh things happen. Yeah. A lot of beer to drink. A lot of beer to drink. I need more of this shot tea.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I plan on getting some. Yeah? But there's rules to Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. But those rules can be broken or bent except for really select few. Yeah. Well, <laughs> They broke the rule at a fixed point of time, and we saw the consequences of of that in uh the Wedding of Riversong. The episode. Yes. Uh with the Matt Smith. Now this is your second regeneration, guys. Well, third, if you want to count you know, but we never had. I don't think anybody really had any allegiance to Christopher Eccleston. I know there are some people.
0: I I was not a big fan of the Christopher Eccleston stuff because my first foray into Doctor Who was with David Tennant. Right. So David Tennant will always be my Doctor. And, so, it, go ahead. Okay. Like watching the Eccleston stuff was a little bit tougher just because it didn't have the blessing of production value. Mm-hmm. It was very much like. BBC-esque, and I say that with the meaning exactly as it sounds. It yeah. wasn't great looking. Yeah. You could tell it was done on the cheap because, like, eh, hey, we're the BBC. And then all of a sudden they were like, no, oh, we're the BBC, guys. Let's put money towards stuff because people like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think what the really the, – the downfall of Eccleson was just the
1: one series. Well, that's all he signed up for because yeah. it was a favor to, as a, to his friend – uh, and two other people who were supposed to play the doctor dropped out and they had no, like nobody. Who, and it was like, oh, do we, do we
0: know who was supposed to play the doctor or I don't is think that just like a lifestyle like kind of thing?
1: I don't know. They've okay. never really released that. I don't think you would ever want to say that you gave up playing the doctor. doctor who, yeah. And even Christopher I'm, Eccleston, I would think would be like, Ooh, that was a bad choice. I don't, you know, if only one what's, what's, what's really bad is like, you go like, I was the doctor I left that. Well, what would you do? I was Destro in G. I. Joe Yeah. And I'm gonna be the villain in Thor two. He was also in you know, twenty eight days later. Is it the yeah, bad it guy like, like that? He was he was that, it was yeah, twenty eight days later happened before do- the Doctor Who. Oh really? Yeah. My oh, bet. Um but yeah, you know, I think I think his downfall was the startup on this series, they weren't going to put a lot of money into it, mm-hmm. and by the time he left, is when they started nailing it with the writing. They and, they started caring, is what happened. And and it like the show didn't really get the traction that it needed and and has now. Remember when until used to series go to conventions, two, and I would be like, man, why you still there's... go to conventions? Yeah, but. I would be like, man, there's never any Doctor Who stuff here. Now that's all there is. I know.
0: It is so crazy. I think those early Eccleston episodes had the blessing of strong writing behind it. Mm -hmm. It just didn't have the production value to keep up. But the writing is what kept the show going and people cared. And the BBC took note of it and were like, okay, well, we can spend a couple extra bucks. And now that investment's paying off. Christopher Eccleston uh,
1: run. There's only two episodes worth watching, and that's the gas mask one. Are you my mommy? That one's creepy. Those are creepy, but fun. And that's that's the one time you see Christopher, that, that end where he is no longer just a sourpuss, like, angry I, doctor. I don't view him as a sourpuss. So he, like, he was he so, like, he has those moments where it's like Scott producer scott when he'd look up from the computer and he'd be like ah he'd have a big surprised look happy face Uh and then all of a sudden he'd like lose it and go back to the computer and that's what the what eccleson was is he was really happy and excited about stuff and then was like and then he was Little sad sacky, or no, you don't, you don't, the uh, earthlings don't, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you don't know anything. And then, and, then, but then it would change like, no, isn't this exciting? This is great. Like, oh wow, you're all this kind of a species. Mm-hmm. And it, he was all over the place. Yeah. But towards the end, it's manic, towards the end, you, you know, that writing really started, oh. started catching. And when he left, it left you with that. Well, I have to say, the end. I, I feel so unfortunate with the Space Channel 5, where it's—I don't think it was was the Space Channel is Space Channel
0: the, the Sega video game, game yeah. yeah.
1: But you know they're up on that satellite, Uh and, and it just and is the Daleks so, are coming. Daleks, yes, Uh they are so. It's so ingrained in that time of 2005, where it's all about like real going against reality TV. Like it's it's kind of a front to like what was happening at the time with television like but I, I, it's just so ingrained in that time that I don't feel like anybody should really watch that. See, I love the Bad Wolf stuff. I love, yeah. I, love I love the twist at the end. I love yeah. uh um Rose coming back like yeah. taking in the energy from the TARDIS and coming back with all that power. It's a great Rose moment. Horrible Doctor moment. And then giving and giving and you know that Captain Jack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's been a while since I've watched the Eccleston stuff, so I actually went onto IMDb and I'm looking up. Okay, what's the season one stuff? Episode one, Rose. Okay, yep. That's where we're introduced to everything. And trash can monsters. Ep- episode two, End of the World. That's a good Doctor Who episode. It is a good where, episode. Okay, if you can go anywhere, you'll see the end. Where of do you go? Like the end of the world, and it's like just them up on like a space station.
1: But then you have that really annoying villain.
0: Yeah, uh, Paris, oh, the, the face. Or, yeah, yeah, it's just like the like the yeah. last surviving human. It's <laughs> uh-huh. just skin like on but,
1: she does play a part, you know, back in the David Tennant episodes too, the second one. It does come New back. York. And you
0: have an awesome Britney Spears joke where they play like some like classic earth music and it's Britney Spears toxic. Uh-huh. Funny. Uh-huh. So you kinda have that lightheartedness still in the Eccleson stuff. But World War <clears> Three <throat> like Dalek where they go to that museum and they find Yep. Yeah, she Dalek. touches it and turns it back on. The Empty Child which you picked like
1: That was me. Empty oh. Child is well, me. Oh, That's
0: a two-parter. The Doctor I'm Dances talking. were Yeah, like you get some solid episodes there, in there. Yeah. Bad Wolf. <clears throat> and and and
1: here's the thing. I just I just watched those maybe a month ago. But is that first episode, season two, first episode with David Tennant as the Doctor. He's barely conscious in it, mm-hmm. and he pulls off such a better Doctor than Eccleson. I love the part where, in Regeneration, it's a whole new ability for the... Just let the actor and writers find a new voice for the Doctor. Just boom it's all new it's basically becomes a whole new television series every time a regeneration happens you can do whatever you want with it because he can because even in that first episode Christmas invasion with uh, David Tennant he's trying to figure out which kind of what kind of doctor he is he's like oh I'm and at the end he's like I'm the kind of doctor that doesn't give second chances and you're like he seems kind of fun and goofy, and then all of a sudden, wow, that was kinda of dark. And the doctor he, just let somebody die. And he has those moments throughout that series too where he, can become. he gives that he gives it mm-hmm. stand down now or Yep. Or don't and see what happens. And then they they don't, and he goes, Okay. Mm-hmm. This is me taking you down. Like, I, just
0: looking at the first season of the tenant stuff. There's some good episodes there. Christmas Invasion, Tooth and Claw, which is like the werewolves, in, <laughs> the uh, Queen, Queen Victoria, Victoria. which sets up Torchwood. Which I also really enjoyed, and I wish that they had the Miracle Day, like the, the USA, fin- yeah. On the Netflix. Version, they yeah. don't though. I I've never seen it and they haven't done any more. Girl in the Fireplace, Rise of the Cybermen Girl
1: in the Fireplace sets up basically the relationship between him and it's basically a foreshadowing of what's going to happen with the Ponds.
0: But all, that's a great episode too, yeah. though. I love that episode, mm-hmm. the Satan Pit, which introduces the Ood. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, everything that you like in Doctor Who now stemmed really from this. Well, Girl
1: in the Fireplace is written by Stephen Moffat. The season two is where, see, or the David Tennant stuff is like. Whenever he's written by Stephen Moffat, you're like, oh, this is going to be a really good one. And unfortunately there's a lot of episodes where you hear about oh it's it's werewolves in Victorian England. And You're like, "Oh, I could skip that one." Don't. No, you If you're wanting to get into Doctor Who, you can't skip any episode because by the everything. end of the season there'll be little things that are mentioned that tie right it, back in. Everything sets up why you are going to need to love this you don't show it's, it'll be the tiniest moment too and all of a sudden it'll have a huge payoff and it's a moment that you'll think is just weird in that episode and all of a sudden it just works out. And and I mean you miss What's things like in uh, the the Satan Pit where David Tennant's starting to go down he's about to let go of the rope and just mm-hmm. fall to who knows where and he just says uh, tell Rose I, ah eh, she knows and then just mm-hmm. disconnects and, and that sets up David Tennant, or the, the, yeah. the doctor, just absolutely, he does love Rose. And when she goes, the, those two seasons after that, he still want, you know, he's, he's with, wandering, he's without, wandering her. without her, and he's bringing these people in, and even when he brings in, um,
0: oh, what's the, Donna? the, Donna. How fucking dare you forget Donna?
1: I couldn't remember her name. I'm watching it now, but when he brings her, he when she finally is gonna travel with him, he's that
0: yeah, standoffish. He,
1: yeah, and he's he Are has you talking
0: that, about like just the first time that he grabs her. N- no, no, this the one on. she
1: decides to go with him. And and I, he sits there and he says I had I had a problem I where I fell in love and the last person she had to go because i ruined her she fell in love with me and i didn't fall in love with her and then mike like you trying to have s-? or donna was like you trying to have sex with me And he's like i'm Dana. looking for a partner yeah i like, looking, he's for, he's a looking, a looking mate. for a mate mate all oh, right, right. <laughs> he's like, you trying to have
0: sex with me for mike. i just want to travel like get in the ship and shut up i th- i think from the first time that he meets donna in the runaway bride oh, is you see what happens to him when he doesn't have someone there with the Arachnus. Yeah. Because that's probably one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes because... He is Dark he's, Doctor. He's Dark as night. Because he's just... He doesn't care. Like, you just see him, like, standing there on that, like, scaffolding, and he he doesn't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. the Arachnus... You can burn. You can drown. Like, the Doctor. <laughs> fuck you. Like, he needs someone there to keep him just interested in the world and lighthearted because all that can weigh on a person like well, everything he's seen and done it yeah it can take its toll and he needs someone there to keep his mind off of all that
1: in the in the fires of Pompeii it turns out that he's the reason why all those people die in Pompeii and he's really sour about that and he's like no they have to die and she's like the people we just left, like, they didn't have to die. Like, we could have saved them. And he's like, no, no, we couldn't. This is Donna. But, talking, yeah, yeah. yeah, with Donna talking. This, about, this is a fixed point in time. There is nothing yeah. we can do. And he's like, well, you can save just those couple people. And he stops and says, this is why I need mm-hmm. a human with me. This is why I need somebody with me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the door opens and he holds out his hand and he brings those people in. Which is a great image, by the way, just the, open yeah, the door. with his hand coming out yeah. and the ash coming down. <laughs> also, uh there was a, I forget what artist, Keep pinned it, you know. It, it was uh just the TARDIS with the arm reached out, reaching out to the Disney princesses. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I've seen, I've seen <laughs> yeah. all
1: those. I'm like, I kind of want the one with the uh, tangled, you know. It, it's it's a fun idea. Yeah. My Like, Donna is one of my favorites just because she calls him on all his his bullshit and even like when she runs into him in the uh fourth season and she's like oh you're wearing that suit still mm-hmm.
0: like she hadn't seen him forever and he's he's still wearing that suit yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: we, I, we've had the companion discussion before but i Donna's up there is one of my favorites because so much sass there's so much sass between the two of them they mm-hmm. Both give and take. It's, and it's like a brother-sister relationship. It's a great friendship because there's just nothing else there. Like, what you see is what you get. There's no, like, under-the-surface feelings going back and forth like you had with mm-hmm. Rose. There's none of that regret that you had with uh Martha. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time he was with Martha, he was hung up on Rose. Yeah. And Martha's, like, just falling for this dude that could care less about her. Yeah. Donna, it's... It's all just fun, yeah. Their their and, interactions are so great. And there's terrible stuff happening around them, mm-hmm. like um,
1: Man, terrible stuff happening to Donna. Yeah, well, <laughs> I
0: forget what was it called, like left turn or right turn. Oh, yeah. The episode that's left all just turn. like what happens yeah. if you go another way, which is
1: a great prose episode, by the way.
0: It's it's a great episode
1: because the yeah, it's but, it's an alternate dimension, ultimate timeline kind of episode.
0: Uh, also, that one was written by Pete Milligan, right? I don't know. It's a comic book writer that did. I want to say it was Pete Milligan. It
1: could have been no Steve uh, Quir- uh, Cornell. Paul,
0: Paul Cornell. Cornell, yes, yeah. That's Paul, Cornell it. Paul Cornell writes write... Yeah, Paul uh, Cornell. did that one. I think he met his wife on working on Doctor Who, and we, we saw David Tennant's wife on Doctor Who too. Yeah, Jenny, the doctor's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Are married? Yes. Canada, her father is was uh, her, yeah, her the. Fifth doctor, fifth
1: or fourth doctor? Yeah, the oh. fifth one. He he came after Baker. He's he, Baker. He's the one who had the celery pinned to his oh, yeah. outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But I I think with like the David Tennant stuff, eleventh Doctor, they really hit their stride. Like this is what Doctor You're Who
1: going with that count again?
0: I well, I had to introduce it before because you don't know, but. When this all happened, okay, Eccleston was the tenth Doctor. Now I
1: I, I don't know. He's the ninth. Eccleston's the ninth. Peter Mo- or uh, Stephen Moffat has said they're following. They follow the continuity of the previous Doctors and the movie Doctor, and the next Doctor is a thirteenth. Is uh Eccleston after the the movie version? Okay. Because in the show, you see the previous. Uh, doctor, uh, who was the brown wizard in, um, in, uh. John Hurt and Red Aghast. yes. In, uh, The Hobbit, he transformed into that new doctor in the movie. Or the, the new doctor transformed from him. So they're counting him as
0: the eighth doctor. David Tennant was ten. Yes. Yes. But, so,
1: it, it's. Matt Smith is. T- Eleventh,
0: it's time machine. We're going to get the. We, we 12th. are on the twelfth.
1: We will be on the twelfth at Christmas. Yes, at Christmas time.
0: T- Tennant's—that's my doctor, and I feel like he is the doctor. I because you get everything you want from Doctor Who within those episodes.
1: It, it's very true. I I love David Tennant, but I I Matt Smith Matt is Smith. a great yep. doctor. He's not. I don't. I don't think he's as great as Tennant. But he he's is. He's a good doctor. Great I, I have to say, like Over David. David Tennant years. is a ten. Uh-huh. With the, uh is a ten with the doctor. Matt Smith is. Matt, <laughs> Matt Smith is. He's he's a, he's a nine nine and a half.
0: When Matt Smith's on, he's on. Mm-hmm. Like he has had some great moments, and there's been some solid episodes. So many solid. I I have to say okay. almost every episode with Matt Smith
1: I I love. Mm-hmm. The thing is where I find where I kind of I kind of draw a line now because David Tennant is in that series in in Doctor Who where they're still drawing a lot from the past. You you get Sarah uh Sarah Jane, Jane coming back and K9 and they're referencing all this great continuity.
0: You love the Vampires of Venice. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna go through one by one, but I want to. Oh um, uh, like there's there's the, some great episodes. The Hungry Earth is an okay episode. Like,
1: yeah, but they set up that
0: character and she's they, they great set up that throughout ca- that. that character's great, but that's not a great episode.
1: Yeah. I mean with all of them. There's there's there's, there's
0: ten episodes things. that aren't that great. Pandora opens. Okay, that's a great episode.
1: Yeah. And, Big bang. Uh eh. All the yeah, Matt Smith, no, that one is really good. all the Matt Smith episodes seem to be in service for those last two episodes. They, like it, it seems series. with the the Matt Smith ones is there are its building up. They're built, but they're building up from that first episode to the last episode, an overarching story yeah. arc. Sorry, arc. And and then that's what you like. Okay, what what is it going to be this season? Like, what is it this season that's going to happen? What is what are they doing this one? And those are those you get, are really you great get phrases. Usually, you get the Pandora. Yeah, it's all about that payoff. Yeah. And then moment. the silence will fall,
0: it, and you're like, "What does that mean?" That's how I feel about the mass Smith stuff. Is you have that great moment mm-hmm. in each episode, and they pay off. But everything else from that episode is just kind of there, like oh. the Rebel Flesh. Yeah, but that's no. But here's the thing. That episode you could care less about until no, until it turns out that it's like,
1: oh no. No, because the great moment in that is definitely when when um the Amy is like, No, you're definitely the doctor, I've been with you the whole time, you got the shoes, and then he's like, No, he's actually the replicant, we switch shoes. And you get those like great like little moments of the character like just learning something. About themselves or about you know, like, come on. They're great. I I yeah. I really liked I'm, Matt I'm Smith. Consider that great. I was I was kind of sad to see that he was leaving so soon. Matt Smith, fear her, because that's a great. Wait, which one was that? That was the one with the girl drawing in the Olympics. The Olympics. I have comes to say back. that episode is horrible until the doctor comes back and is running with the torch. Yeah. It's a bad. Part. It's a bad episode, yes. and that's a David Tennant episode. Yeah. David Tennant's got some stinkers too, like they all do. Yeah. But they got good but, moments in them. Yeah, and that's why you watch it. It's for those little moments, and also because you're going to catch something that's going to pay off later.
0: I, I feel like you have more of those episodes with Matt Smith, though. Mm, you have you have some of them with.
1: We I don't tenet. have Wikipedia open to... Because I, I,
0: of all I actually,
1: this time watching through, I skipped I stip, skipped a couple here and there. I skipped quite a few Martha Jones ones. Yeah. I'm sorry, I am... Well, you have the ability
0: to pause it while you look this up as yeah. we sit in silence. Yeah, but
1: you guys can talk. You can carry the
0: show for us. No, once. it's... I, I, I've said everything I have, like, I feel as a whole... The okay. David stuff was stronger because so much of the Matt Smith is setting up just the story. And you get that setup of the story in just that final couple minutes of each episode.
1: Yeah. I, I will give like you the that. The two
0: episodes with the doppelgangers, like The, the Girl
1: who, who Waits,
0: The Rebel Flesh, and
1: The Girl Who Waits doesn't have any real setup for anything else but tell me you don't cry every time you watch that.
0: Oh, I didn't cry. It's a great episode. It's a great episode. I didn't so cry. Like, though. I'll, I'll like, say that on so its own is a great episode. Yeah.
1: Uh, David Tennant, too, I love the look of the pinstripe suit,
0: the brown trench coat, and then the the Chuck Tees. Like, I love that look. Mm-hmm. There's pictures online you can find of them doing the costume test for the Matt Smith stuff, like, there's them just taking pictures of him in different outfits to be like, "Hey, what do we want this doctor to look like?"
1: I think it's really hard to decide what your doctor's going to look like. And with the the new doctor um cardigan dark doctor. Yeah, they showed it with the cardigan and the the um he had a cardigan on like a shirt, a a uh, scarf and then the the Tardis behind him holding the sonic screwdriver. Like mm-hmm. I just thought it was fun and if we want to, are we going to move on to, uh, was it Peter Capaldi? Oh uh, yeah, and that's why we're talking about it. Is is this new Doctor coming out? But I was kind of hoping about talking about the episodes where if you weren't interested in Doctor Who and you listen to this and you're still not sure if you're interested in Doctor Who, give give them give our listeners episodes to just load up on Netflix and and watch. And if you don't like these episodes, then we're sorry. This doctor will never be ready to see you.
0: Um, I, I definitely blink. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not a Doctor episode, though.
1: Yeah, but, but it's it's a
0: great Doctor Who episode. In the like, it plays with the story, but you don't right. know who the Doctor is in that episode.
1: Sometimes Batman the animated series, the best episodes are where Batman's not really in there.
0: But that's not going to sell someone I, I on think Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, but it gives you the whole like feeling of. Oh, this is great time travel,
0: okay set. These
1: I'll are go, the monsters I'll that go you're west. gonna run into. I'll go last. Okay. Um I think I think one to really and if somebody's open to watching it and getting into the series, uh I think the first Matt Smith one is a good one because you see that guy trying to figure out who he is, and you kind of follow with the girl uh who and what is going on. And it kind of sets that up of who he is. And I, I do think that is a good jumping on point to what it is. And then going back to watch the tenant stuff. a so David tenant, uh, video game also, he appears in a, Matt, uh doctor Who video game. I just don't <laughs> remember why it's not on Wikipedia. I would think it would appear there, but it's not there. I heard it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I I always go to blank for the you know, the episode where I'm like if you wanna because it's got the weird t- weird ass time travel. It's got a really crazy awesome monster of the week. And then The Weeping Angels are great. Yeah. They are great. And then you do see the hints of the Doctor, but yeah, it's just like It's the one that got me into it. You got me into watching the series for that. It's still the one that I will always go to be to be like Watch this you're gonna watch it. Or the Metsmith Vanguard.
0: You can't, uh, no, you can't pick a second one.
1: Okay, then, then blink.
0: You're going Mister,
1: blink. I thought it was my episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm holding you to those rules, rules that you set up. Alright, go ahead. Uh, I go a good man goes to war. Because you get the crazy time travel. Mm-hmm. You get some fun. You get the doctor just being complete badass. You get Rory being a badass. Yeah, It has what makes a Doctor Who episode interesting.
1: And because it's a Matt Smith one. It's,
0: it's a Matt Smith one. It's him laying everything out there to get one of his friends back. It's him calling in all of those favors that he's
1: feel like earned up over a, time. That's a cashing in. Of, he's cashing in. All He's the cashing chips. in. And, and I feel as a viewer, you're also cashing in all your
0: chips. But too. here's the thing. I don't From, know if
1: that's the first one. This
0: was the first Matt Smith episode I ever saw, really? and so many, yep, yeah, so many of these I saw it when it aired, uh-huh. actually, and so many of those characters I didn't recognize because I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be like, what's what's happening? I didn't even know who Amelia Pond was at this point. Wow, who who is this character? Why is the Doctor going after? Mm-hmm them so hard who are all these other people that he's bringing in to wage this war and it's for me that's the episode it's like okay you're not going to know what's going on mm-hmm. but you don't have to because this is someone just doing what he needs to mm-hmm. to do what needs to be done it is a good episode
1: it's it's great pays
0: off a lot of things it's, it does but it it makes it made me want to be like Okay, Matt Smith, like cuz before that, I kind of like wrote him off because like, well, he's not going to be David Tennant. Okay.
1: The one thing with that episode is like, man, that poem's awesome. I wonder if it's some actual like historical poem that I should know. And I started look I tried to look it up online, and man, there was so many stupid like angel fire like websites. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that posted that like poem up completely and like people were like taking it as their own and it's like, yeah. Yeah, but Come on, anybody that's Googling this right now is obviously Googling because... They're Googling it because they watched it in the the Doctor Who episode. And they want to make sure they're not a moron. And and this isn't from, uh, like, some weird, you know, from Gulliver's Travels or something. You know? Where we should all know it. Which would have kind of been even
0: more awesome. What are you doing with her baby, (laughs) John?
1: That's not me!
0: Sorry. It's okay. Side conversations. Uh, I should know better by now. Angel Fire.
1: Websites. I What's I had
0: a GeoCities one.
1: So, um, my favorite doctor is is Tenet.
0: Chris. Tennant's my favorite too.
1: I have to. I hated Matt Smith when he first started because I'm like, oh, this guy is way too goofy for me. You hated him because he wasn't David Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> and but then he just grew on me so much, and his like what? just how he cares. He's the one that seems to actually care more about the pawns and he, not be a love interest and be and I always thought like the love interest thing was kind of weird with Rose. Uh I wouldn't say it was weird with Rose, but do you love is sweet. Matt Smith your favorite because of the pawns or because of him as the doctor? Cause I would say they're probably custard. Fish. <laughs> Come on. I I often when I taste something, fish fingers and custard. My job is I I work at a grocery store and I prepare recipes that our store is giving out. And there's other people that do that too. And a lot of times I'll go up and I'll taste something and then I'll spit it out and tell people it's rubbish. <laughs> and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "No, it's all right." But I do that just because of yeah of the there's so many just custard and fish sticks. He he's just. It seems to me a more fun and wacky doctor, and once I got used to that kind of motif, I have really enjoyed it see i but I, he still has his real dark moments he does have his dark moments it, and because he's so light almost all the time that when he has those dark moments, they seem all the darker i, I have to say that I think I think my favorite companions are the pawns oh. and but I think David Tennant is just that. Is that better with the the Clara the Clara, the Clara stuff is no good. I, I'm just, no I'm no, I'm going to say is good. But they're going after something. He's going after something different with her than what he had with the Ponds. Mm-hmm. But him and the Ponds, I mean, it's you know, it's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic. It's it's, it's one like, plus two equals great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think without The Ponds, Matt Smith's episodes would prob- wouldn't would be as great as what they are. Um, but I think they're, you know, Rory and Amy are, yeah. so far,
0: my favorite companions with so them. I'm
1: so glad I have at least another half season with them.
0: That's nah, not even... I, I do enjoy The Ponds, but I think my favorite companion, Donna Noble. D- Donna... Donna is great. I
1: there before the probably halfway into the Matt Smith, mm-hmm. I would still say Donna was my favorite, but I I just really, really enjoy Rory and Amy interaction with the doctor that make that make them my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Paul, did you give yours? Yeah. I, okay. I, said, I, I just came yeah. back from the bathroom. What well, what are we looking forward to maybe with our new Dr. Peter Capaldi? I
1: I hope he is still that kind of lighthearted kind of fun just wants to see the universe with people. He it's I I'm afraid that they're going to go to, no, this is the doctor that finally makes amends for the doctor that did something not in the doctor's name. Mm. I don't, I don't know because that happens in the 50th yeah. anniversary special where he's going to be – you're going to have a Christmas special and for after the Christmas special is when he's going to come. So yeah. it's going to have some separation from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems like an actor – because I've kind of looked – I've looked him up being a Who fan. I kind of want to have an idea of who this person is. And he originally was – in his young, you know, in his late teens, in a punk band with uh, uh who follows David Letterman, the English, the Scottish guy, on uh, Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Oh, really? they, were in, they were they were Craig Ferguson's a huge Doctor Who fan. Yeah. They were in a he punk. In the master one day. They were in a punk band together. Uh-huh. He he played drums and uh, Peter was the the front man, the vocals. Really? Yeah. So, and, uh, they've been, they've been friends for years. When Mm -hmm. Peter Capaldi was on his show last year, they talked about the acid trip that they both went on. Uh, not together. Peter showed up on an acid trip for help and Craig Ferguson happened to be on one himself. (laughs) And then they sat in the room together. Interesting. (laughs) So he seems like someone who has a lot of fun. He's got a good sense of humor. He's an older actor who's played everything his last part big role that he just played was um a movie called in the loop where he played kind of the spin doctor for the british uh prime minister and he plays a real son of a bitch foul mouth really hardcore kind of guy but he can play all these roles and he's someone at the age of 15 wrote a letter to bbc about them doing more Doctor Who specials. Like, he's a Doctor Who fan. And, uh, th- I think that's kind of what you need. David Tennant was a Doctor Who fan. He grew up watching Doctor Who. He loved it. And this is a guy who grew up watching Doctor Who, was a fan, who said, I tried to keep that letter secret from my wife so she never knew how big of a nerd I am. This, this will, he will be the oldest. Of the doctors for the longest time since the beginning. Yeah, he's like fifty-five. Yeah, he is fifty-five, and uh, <clears throat> Matt Smith was is thirty. He was he, he was, was the youngest, youngest. He was
0: twenty-six yeah. when he was cast.
1: And Matt Smith is only forty-two now. So back in two thousand, what six or two. mean, David Tennant. David Tennant. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he's uh he was born in seventy-one. So I can't do math. I've been drinking.
0: That's okay. Besides the point. Yeah. Besides the point.
1: Yeah. So this is one of the oldest. The 40, schools, forty-two. Schools yeah, he's forty-two now. But when he back in two thousand five, he was uh, five years seven from years, that. years ago. Eight years ago. <laughs> eight years. Eight minus forty-two. John, go ahead. Thirty. Go ahead. Do the math. You. Forty-two. Da da da. da Forty-four. Uh, A thirty-four. There he goes. Whatever. So. An older doctor. Um, that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, he. When I first saw the picture of him, I was like, "This dude looks badass." I think I, if they had announced that he was going to be playing the master in an upcoming Doctor Who special or finale, I would have bought it. I'm hoping to see him just kind of be that take no guff doctor. Like there's, there'll still be some fun, but. I really want to see this as the Doctor that just doesn't put up with anyone's shit. He doesn't put up with shit. And he definitely looks like that's what he can give. Um, I I love me some fun Doctor Who, but those episodes that you do kind of dally on the darker stuff, like Good Man Goes to War or uh, Runaway Bride with Arachnos – I love when the doctor gets dark. And I've talked to people about this and I've had it thrown in my face like that's not the doctor though. It's like, no, but I love when that happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely this is definitely a doctor who can hold his own and really just say you know, he can just say like fuck you, I'm the doctor, I'm gonna put an end to this. And uh he does seem that way in in some of the previous roles that he's done. But I, I like think in uh a- World War C, where he plays Who Doctor. Yes,
0: which was uh, interesting. Um, I, I saw that, too. Fun side story, too, is when there was all the hubbub about, oh, who's the next Doctor going to be? Who's the next Doctor going to be? His kids were like, or his daughter, I think, was uh-huh. like paying attention to everything. He was like, why aren't they mentioning your name? And he knew, but he couldn't say yeah. anything. So he was just like, I'll just... Wait and see who it is. And then the day it was announced, his daughter put up on Facebook, like, my dad's the, the doctor? doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome! how great is that? Yeah. Especially that he's still a
1: fan that his daughter's a fan. What fun. Well, there was that one guy that uh, Aaron, friend of the show, once friend of the show, maybe still friend of the show, uh, from Red Phone Zone, or Confessions of a Movie Stop. Uh, Uncool Aaron. Uncle Aaron, uh, he posted retweeted a post from a completely different actor saying that, "Hey, tomorrow I'm going to have a big announcement."
0: Oh, it was Misha Collins. Yeah, from Supernatural Supernatural. Steel.
1: And what was his big announcement then?
0: Uh, it was about he. I forget what the tweet said. It was something like Like big announcement, big announcement, something about a UK
1: and a phone booth. In
0: a phone booth, and he put up like a bowl of candy. By a blue police box, and it said like free candy. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's what it was. Cool. We'll <laughs> try to find it now. That's okay. No, oh, yeah. it, it, it was him just having fun with the fandom. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad it's a guy that I don't know who he, he is. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to him, really, to him coming on on this. I'm also looking forward to the 50th anniversary and the um, Christmas special. I'm too excited about the 50th anniversary. You
0: haven't even watched the last season. It's gonna be in 3D. But it's also gonna be David Tennant with Matt Smith. Yeah, which is really awesome because it's, there
1: was chocolate in your peanut butter. This Sarah. was
0: there was a lot of build-up to this because it's it's the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Fans are like, what are they gonna do? Like mm-hmm. there was rumors that they're gonna bring everyone back together. Yeah. It's gonna to be
1: streamed in t- uh, movie theaters. There's gonna be some movie theaters, and, and you get
0: tickets. the. The doctor,
1: the man who did something not in the name of the doctor. Well, we we got in the last episode. You get a glimpse yeah. of him. There's and in the episode in the name of the doctor.
0: There's also rumors out there that uh, the BBC's recovered a bunch of lost episodes that were filmed and
1: back in the yeah because like they lost back, a ton of them because of the fire that they had yeah
0: and supposedly they've recovered a lot of those but they're not coming out and saying that they have but people that have worked with the bbc and follow this kind of thing Mm -hmm. is like no they have them in their possession now but then the bbc is like no we we don't like those are gone let's
1: not watch those though
0: but for for those fans that aren't us you know the ones that grew up with it
1: i grew up with it and i still can't go back
0: when i say grew up with i mean they watched really those, grew up. those older episodes. Like, they were there at the beginning. Like, that's awesome for them. And, you know what? There are those fans that love and cherish everything. Like, they might be our age, but they can go back and watch those early ones and love them. Not get hung up on the aesthetics of it. What
1: the, um, like, B- B- BBC On Demand has the 50th special, 50th anniversary special, and then, um, and, About an hour-long talk with the creators of the show now talking about the fifth doctor and they have the fifth doctor his companions on there talking and then they play like two episodes after that and i've been watching those and i've really enjoyed them until they start playing the episode and then i kind of start watching it and then i'm like no just that first kind of talking about it with the people was better and showing little clips but I've enjoyed those. They've they've really done a lot for the 50th anniversary. Getting ready for it, I've liked it. I love it. I love Doctor Who. I actually have two Tardis mugs because I ordered one through our comic book shop, and it had it never came in. Mm-hmm. And then I ordered I ordered one online. I think on Think Geek. I was like, yeah. I never got in. I want it. The Wednesday after that, I got my
0: TARDIS mug. So
1: I got two of them. So I have one at my girlfriend's that's, house.
0: That's how ordering stuff works. If <laughs> yeah. They they pre-solicited that stuff so early. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of a web strip that I saw. It was just, the first panel was like, a guy in front of a computer. Let's see what this whole Doctor Who thing's about. And he's wearing like the Firefly, like, uh, Jane's hat. And like, has a bunch of Firefly stuff around him. And then like, it says, Two weeks, like, so many so episodes later, like, it gives you the time breakdown, and the time breakdown works out to be exactly the amount of time it would be to watch all these episodes, and suddenly he's holding, like, a TARDIS mug and has a sonic screwdriver in his hand. It's like, I, I got to figure out when silence will fall. <laughs>
0: like, <it's> like, <laughs> Once it sucks you in, like, that's, it's, it's all over.
1: We're sorry, listeners.
0: You had to listen to a whole episode about it. <laughs>
1: And please, please pause your watching of Doctor Who and catching up before the 50th anniversary to come back next week where we'll bring you an- another exciting episode of the Bagging Boardcast. Whoa, Whoa! We're supposed to be exciting? Well, we're always exciting, right? It's gonna be a team-up episode! What? Wow! Well, who are we teaming up with?
0: We're not Someone famous!
1: Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> Our imagination!
0: Someone that will make
1: people listen. <laughs> We're going to imagine a podcast and not record it.
0: We do that all the time. <laughs> uh,
1: so,
0: yeah, tune into that. So make sure you rate and review us over on the iTunes. Oh, I love it so much. Please loves do. loves it, and we haven't gotten any in a while. We haven't gotten it in a while. Aww. But you can also follow us over on the Facebook. Just like us. We're bagging board. Twitter. Twitter. You can like us on that.
1: We've got a we got, Tumblr, right?
0: Yep, we've got a Tumblr. Bag, it's all under bagging board. If you haven't figured this out by now, you need to have the internet taken away from you. And well, e- email us, contact at baggingboardcast.com. Well,
1: that's where we throw it in the hiccup. It's baggingboardcast.com.
0: We, we also have baggingboardcast.com, which is if you just want to listen to the episodes as they get posted and streamed. Mm-hmm. But you can find all that on baggingboard.com, dot com. So Yeah,
1: do whatever you want, but email us. Do whatever you, you want, but do what Paul wants. we <laughs> right right review. Definitely.